happen right now? No. Yeah, I'm on my phone, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Okay, go. All right, so what does the word love mean to you? Whoa, this is like really deep. Yeah. Oh my God. Love. It's big and it's deep. Love is an interesting emotion. It's what so many songs, shows, and movies are based off of. But do we ever hear of the inspiration behind those stories, though? How falling in love feels? Does it really feel like butterflies in your stomach? If it's really all that cracked up to be? What does heartbreak feel like and how does love change you as a person? On this episode of Podbomb, I'm talking about the power of love, its effect on us, and the different kinds of love. We'll hear about three different kinds of love, platonic love, familial love, and romantic love. We'll also be hearing two other stories, one on the power of love and how being in love changes us as a person, and the other, I talked to someone about their experience about how going through heartbreak changed them as a person. Welcome to Padvam. I'm your host, Joe Rodriguez. Let's get the show started. started on the large topic on the power of love I kept thinking about how in my own personal experience being in love falling in love however you want to call it is so beautiful and how it's truly changed me as a person in the spirit of Valentine's Day I wanted to get the opinions of those on what love means to them it means a lot of things to lots of people and there's never one solid answer love to me is this big beautiful complicated emotion that can truly change you as a person And I believe love is almost the heart of life. It's the reason we do so many things. It's the reason we change. It's the reason we compromise. It's the reason we become who we are. But that's just my perception. And I wanted to ask some strangers to get their take on what love means to them. The word love means to me, God, creating, I mean, God, loving, like, I have so many things. I'm speechless. I think that like the way that I think about love is like you when you love something it means you give it space to be whatever it's going to be like if you truly love someone then you love them no matter what like what they do like they can fuck up and they can do something that you don't like personally but it doesn't change that you like love them you know so I think that like when you love something you understand that you have to like allow it to be its own self and like you kind of like surround it in in your love what does the word love mean to you it means family it means being together and it means values and means a little romance but most importantly it means being completely who you want to be with another person and i think i think that's love when you get to that point to non-judgmental zone, that's love. What does the word love mean to you? Family. What does love mean to you? Love to me means understanding, communication. Um, There's more to it than just when you meet somebody and feel those sparks, you gotta make those sparks really become something. Unconditional acceptance. Of the responses I got, there are different definitions, but the resounding response was sort of an unconditional love for someone and being vulnerable, whether that be someone in or outside your family. But a response I got talking about family got me to thinking about the different kinds of love in our lives. 
So that's what I wanted to explore. When we first hear the word love, we think of romantic love, which is what's totally assumed, but not always the case. Because there's always different kinds of love, and I don't think we talk about those kinds of love as often as we should. So first up is platonic love. So I have a saying that I've adopted the past couple of years, quarters, not pennies. I've had experiences where I've had a lot of superficial friendships that really didn't benefit or challenge me as a person, relationships with friends that I felt didn't truly care for my well-being because that's just how things happened. I began to wonder about the friendships in my life that have truly changed me as a person. And to be honest, they are far and few in between. My thoughts on friendships, platonic love, basically, is that I believe having a solid group of people you can count on is always more valuable than okay relationships. The love my friends and I share for each other, I think, is unconditional. I've had friends that have seen me cry my eyes out, call me out on my bullshit, laugh with me, but more than that, unconditionally accept me and grow with me and accept me for my faults and my changes while still being there for me. I'm a firm believer that while it's important to maintain communication with your friendships despite the hardships of life, I think some of the best friendships are those in which you can go a long period of time without talking, and once you do get back together, it's as if nothing has changed, and you can pick up right where you last left off. I think platonic love is one of those kinds of love that you treasure because you're not romantically involved with this person, but care so deeply for their well-being and happiness, and being around them makes you feel good and you just want the best for them. So for any of my friends out there whom I care for and who care for me, I love you, I want the best for you, and I appreciate you being in my life. For anyone else with friends that have changed their lives, think of the love for a moment and thank them because they have or continue to be people in your life who make you, you. And I think it's great to remind people you love that you appreciate them. I feel like we don't do that enough. Up next, we're talking about familial love. From experience, I think familial love is incredibly powerful, depending on how close you are with your family. I think familial love is the most powerful because there's a genetic bond there. You grew up with these people, whether we're talking about the relationship between siblings, parents, cousins, depending on your relationship, that love and that bond is so powerful. Because at least from personal experience, I would do anything for my brothers, parents, and family that I've developed a close relationship with. I think that that kind of love is incredibly indescribable. Maybe it has something to do with the bloodline you share with these people, but I wanted to hear of how someone else might see this power of familial love. So, hey. Hey. Oh, oh, there it is. It's twin thing you. already. Does that, does that happen a lot? Um, not as often as you would think, actually. I think it does. Okay. <laughs> this is Amanda and Sam. I've known them since high school when we met in theater, where I met a lot of my friends from high school, and I've known them for almost a decade, which is crazy because time. Amanda and Sam are twins. Amanda's a blonde with a big personality and a little shorter with these bright blue eyes. Sam's a little taller. She's a brunette with brownish hazel eyes who's a Spanish teacher and so, so kind. They're both great people, and looking at them, I see that they seem to have such a strong relationship, so I got in touch with them. Well, <laughs> dissenting opinions already. <laughs> so, um, thanks for doing this with me. Um, I really appreciate you guys that you tolerate me. And So, for people who don't know who you are, which is like the majority of the internet. What do you mean? Um, Everyone knows me. <laughs> Um, introduce yourselves a little bit about who you are, what you like, what you love, since the episode's about love. And... So, I'm Amanda. I'm here with my twin sister, Sam. Um, we're both 22. 
because we're twins. Uh, we don't look anything alike, <laughs> so we're not like Mary Kate and Ashley twins or anything. Um, you would definitely be able to tell us apart. Yeah, you could. Um, our personalities are probably just as different as our appearance. How would you like to s- describe the differing personalities between you two? Um, I would say that I am a little more free-spirited or scatterbrained, perhaps. <laughs> I don't really have everything together. Notice how she's done most of the talking. I haven't even introduced <laughs> myself yet. <laughs> Personality-wise, I think even growing up, it was clear that we both kind of just had different things that were important. Amanda was just very <laughs> interested in making friends and talking and um, such, and I was sort of a little more quiet, more observant, you know, things like that. So it's kind of been the same as we grew up. Um, we both like to talk, so you'll see that in this in this segment. Yeah. So your sisters, describe, um, you know, you're, you know, you're a little bit more boisterous, Amanda, than <laughs> Sam is. Um, but describe your relationship in a couple words with each other. Ooh, some words. Okay. Um, I would say loyal. Is that a good describing word? Um, Rough (laughs) Complex. Okay. Um, Loyal and complex? I think I'm done. I was (laughs) going to say best friends. Oh, yeah. Loyalty is to me. It's best best friends. Because a best friend is loyal. Yeah, exactly. Joe gets me. It all falls under that. Um, Do you ever feel like there's this bond that is deeper because you're related? Absolutely. Because we're related or because we're twins? Both. You can talk on being related first and then, you know, because I feel like with family especially, there's a certain, I feel like there's a deeper bond. Right. Um, absolutely. I mean, I think families in general, um, I think that it's just natural that um, you can ble- you can be your, you know, complete self with them and if you're having a bad day, you can just kind of let loose um, and go a little nuts and they'll accept you and love you for your good days and your bad days. Um, and that's the same as being a twin, but I think that the bond is a little bit more um, strong in a sense. And maybe that's complete bullshit, but because I don't have another sibling, <laughs> so I only know the twin yeah, relationship. it's just us. <laughs> but um, in my opinion, I mean, and I tell her this all the time, you know, she has to be professional in a situations all the time. So if she needs to come home and have wrath, with someone and just kind of go crazy and let loose. You know, she's absolutely allowed to do that with me, and I'll love her and support her no matter what. I will yell back, of course. But I do take advantage of this, by the way, yeah. internet world. <laughs> she definitely does, and I'm, and that's fine. And we'll slam our doors, and we'll, you know, get into a weird fight, and then five seconds later, we'll, like, meet in the hallway and be like, you want to go grab a bite to eat? And she'll be like, yeah, let's go get some ice cream. And then it's, like, completely forgotten. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just very different. Do you feel yeah. like that? familial bond goes even deeper because you're twins yeah I was gonna say our bond being related is just the whole level of caring and the amount like Amanda was describing us being that person for each other that um is just going to love and support each other regardless of how crazy we act or um if we fail at something or we succeed at something just being there and supporting each other but then the whole twin adds another layer to it which is just knowing each other Sometimes better than mm-hmm. each other knows themselves. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So describe the other person. Samantha is very kind. Um, 
she's really driven and um I like that she has her shit together I guess you can say I mean she's always known what she wanted to do and she went for it um and that's very admirable uh she's you know I just I I don't want to say you're soft-spoken I feel like when she was younger she maybe used to be soft-spoken she's very funny but um she's probably a little bit more passive passive aggressive I would say (laughs) maybe a little bit but that's part of her charm um yeah That's how I would describe you. I would consider Amanda to be a very outgoing sort of ray of sunshine presence. She's just, she makes her presence known in a good way. Um, (laughs) Just just being willing to put herself out there is really really admirable and just following what what she feels is right. Um, She's very hardworking and extremely talented um, and is very capable of speaking her mind, which sometimes... (laughs) As Amanda said, I'm not, that's not really my strength. I'm more passive aggressive. So even though sometimes her speaking, her mind gets herself into trouble, it's, I still consider it admirable because it's, it's courageous. I think she has, um, a certain level of strength that's, um, that's really a good quality for her. So I'm gonna just kind of touch on this a little bit. Um, do you feel like because you're twins, there's this like synergetic energy you feel between the two or is that something like the media is kind of? and pop culture TV is kind of, like, played up and hyped up. I or think, is that true? I think we always wished it was stronger and sort of more... <laughs> yeah. More... Permanent? Of, yeah. yeah. Um, and we all we always used to say growing up that if we were, in fact, identical twins instead of fraternal twins, that maybe we would have that mind-reading sort mm-hmm. of thing and all that stuff that, like you said, the media um, shows. Um, but I definitely do think that that there is some sort of extra energy between us, just knowing sort of what the other person is feeling or maybe not so much the that energy that you're describing, but maybe just because we know each other so well um, that we can kind of tell what's going on with the other person without maybe even being in the same room as them. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I mean, we've, uh, in college a lot, um, I mean, even though we were 10 minutes away, just with schedules, we didn't really see each other very often. Um and, like, if something was off or something was wrong, like, I remember specifically one time she texted me or text me, whatever, um, and she was like, are you okay? What's wrong? Or, like, something along those lines. And, like, I was having a really bad day, and I, like, didn't know how she knew, and it was very odd. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like every now and then, I mean, it definitely doesn't happen as often as sister-sister would like you to think that it does. Although I do wish that she was able to take my tests for me back in high school. But... <laughs> Um, when I mentioned familial love, what comes to mind? I think just, like, I mean, in her case, like, a built-in friend. Like, it's just a gift to have that family member that, um, that cares for you so much more than anybody could. Um, so, can I say, like, a friend? Like, a built-in gift friend? Built-in BFF? Yeah. In her case, in our case, anyway. Yeah. No, um... I kind of agree. I mean, in our case, it definitely is just you always have someone who will have your back. Um, and I mean, I've probably had my worst fights in my life with her. All of them um, have probably been with her. but Or with any family member, really. Yeah, yeah, but you especially. But it doesn't really mean anything. You know, like I don't really remember um, any of that because it's it's just I think – Forgiveness, I guess, just comes with familiar, familiar, 
Can you say familial it love? Thanks, girl. Um, that type of yeah. love that <laughs> Sam just mentioned. Um, but I mean, also it's her and I are again a very different circumstance because I really do feel like she's my balance. If that makes sense, like I described, I mean, we're completely different. So I feel like the whole yin yin yang thing is so true with us. And she just like, I'm kind of crazy sometimes and she balances me out. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's just really, it's really an interesting dynamic. I think the forgiveness aspect is important of familial love because it's definitely textbook unconditional love. You almost have no choice. (laughs) And trust too. 100% trust. You know, like I know that I can tell her anything. And I'll say, when I have, like, something really serious to say, I'll be like, you can't say anything, not even to Jared. Because, you know, I mean, when you're in a relationship with someone, you know, I have to, yeah. But Um, it's very different. How would you describe the difference between the love you guys have for each other and the love you'd have for someone, like, outside your family, whether that be a significant other, um, a friend? Love is there, but how is that different? And we kind of touched on this because there's kind of this unconditional love there. Um, But describe that a little bit, the difference between the two of the kinds of love that you have. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of different types of love, and I think that you can love somebody um, differently than um, you're able to love. Like, I can love one friend differently than I love another friend or um, whatnot. But I think, I mean, my biggest thing is loyalty and trust always. Um, and I think, you know, I can love my friend, I can call them my sister or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, my trust and my loyalty will always go back to Sam. Um, so, like, I mean, in, like, a group setting, all right? Say, like, Sam is completely wrong, but I will 110% back her up in that moment. But the moment that the two of us are behind closed doors, I'll be like, you're so wrong. <laughs> you know, so I think, you know, but like I w- wouldn't necessarily do that with a friend. So I think I'm, my just my biggest thing is loyalty and trust and just always knowing that you have somebody that's there for you and um, that you can support. Lean I mean, on. lean on. Yeah. yeah. I think kind of going back to the the main characteristic being unconditional the unconditional love um, that people talk about, the forgiveness. Um, and not everybody is fortunate enough to have um, a big family or a, a strong family unit. Even us, our family mm-hmm. isn't perfect. It's never really functioned as a unit. But the individual right. people in it, it's a constant love. It's you, You've been with these people since you were born they some of them gave birth to you right and it's just been constant throughout all the changes of life it's that constant unconditional love and like I always say I might not like my family all the time but I will always love them so the forgiveness is a huge part of this but could you ever stay mad at the other person for an extended period of time there are siblings that go actually years you know they just don't talk for a while could you ever do that we've that. actually seen that firsthand mm-hmm. um yeah our dad and his brother haven't spoken in I don't know 30 years yeah, or something like that crazy. so we growing up kind of felt that and it was it was palpable and tangible and we always kind of fear, feared that that could one day be us so I think that actually kind of inspired us even more to just not forgive and forget I want to say like it didn't matter but just know that nothing matters as much as as the love that we have and the bond that we have, especially as as sisters and as best friends, that nothing is is worth it to let something come between it. What is family? Family. 
is a unit of humans. <laughs> this is not a like, dad. Yeah, uh, first thing that comes to mind, but word association. So, um, when you say family to me, I don't necessarily think of people that you're related to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of people who you make your family, and that's such a cliche. I, I bet that, you know, no. there's a million Instagram memes of that. You know, like, family is what you make it, no, or, you know, the, something like... There are chosen families Right, there. but that's really how I feel. I mean, you know, we grew up with um, not a large family, and that's, you know, that's weird. You know, that's something that I always wanted, um, was a big family, and I don't really know why. Um, but I have a lot of close friends or family friends now that I consider family and it's um obviously Sam but when I think of family now I think of you know who would I fight for or who would I um not be okay if I lost who would I um push down my ego for to you know say okay you're right I'm sorry I'm the one who messed up you know what I'm saying so it's it's people that I don't think that I can live without and also people that I guess shape who I am and um who, who shape my life and make me who I am. So I don't think family necessarily has to be blood at all. I'm going to say two things. Family for <laughs> me is a support system. That's really overall, regardless if it's... I mean, we'd like to think that blood relatives as a support system, but kind of anybody that, that is that um, type of love for you. Um, and also, I consider family kind of your past, present, and future. Like, it's where you're coming from, it's who you are, and it's what's going to shape who you become too. Great. Um, now, last two ones that I'm asking everyone. Uh, what does the word love mean to you? Happy things. I guess it depends on, depending on who it's with, a significant other, a family member, a best friend, whatever, um, is, yeah, it's happy. I mean, it's supposed to bring you joy and whatnot but I also think that um it's not always just sunshine and rainbows I think that to really know that you love someone is to kind of push you to your limits or see how far you'll go for somebody um and I think almost that it I yeah I just kind of feel like you don't really know that you love someone until um something I don't want to say like something negative happens but like it's just not all it's not all happiness it's you know will you are you willing to fight for them are you willing to forgive them if they have hurt you um so yeah I really like saw that you guys shared a bond in high school and beyond that I thought was very I looked up to I guess it's just very Aww. together and it, it is energetic and you see the balance between you two you're a little bit more calmer and you're a little bit more <laughs> There's the balance there, and, and yeah. I really love that. So, again, I really appreciate you guys um, doing this with me Anytime. and tolerating me and hanging out with me. And We're all about it. We're all about it. Yes. Want to be our We're triplet? all about it. Yeah, you're welcome to join our <laughs> join our, our twin bond. group. Up next, we're talking about the love that everyone dreams and fantasizes about. Romantic love. I feel like this kind of love is so desired because I think it's so beautiful. For me, romantic love is fully loving and accepting someone's flaws and all, and truly loving them for who they are as if they were a part of your family. So many people look for love and strive toward this goal to be with someone who loves them, but when you're in that, what does that even mean? To really love someone for who they are. 
Hey, so what do you think about love, Jared? Are you really talking loud? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Tell me about love. What is love to you? It's a four-letter word that starts with L and ends in E. Oh, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> this is Sam and Jared. They've been together since the tail end of my high school years up until now. Sam and Jared have both been awesome and kind, and I'm amazed at how they're still going strong when I can't even commit to my takeout order sometimes. I found them to be the perfect people's interview about romantic love and their interpretation of it all. Just start off, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty Good. well, how awesome. are you? How are you? I'm like mediocre at best. So. Mediocre? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was hoping for. You guys are doing good. So like, you guys know what this episode's all about, kind of. So you guys have been together for what feels like forever. For people who don't know you or your relationship, because I'm sure like some stranger out there is listening. How, well, introduce yourselves and then, you know, how long have you guys like been together and stuff like that? Well, I'm Sam, and I am a Spanish teacher. I just started my first year in the real world, my first job. I was lucky enough to to land my dream job, and I'm loving every minute of it, although it's a lot of work. Um, so my passions really include languages and cultures and just discovering as much about the world and different people as I can. Um, and I'll turn it over to you with this guy to my left. I'm Ray, and I'm Jared. And um, I currently work in Jersey City doing property management. So basically, I um, adult. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, I lease some um, luxury apartments in Jersey City, um, and it's definitely um, a great position. Um, and definitely looking forward to um, a new property that's opening that I'm working for. So it'll be very exciting. And uh, other than that, things um, are always changing. <laughs> things always change. Okay, so like I said, I feel like. You guys have been together for what feels like forever. Um, how long have you guys been together? Like, I don't know if you're counting hours and minutes. And... Actually, officially five and a half years yesterday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A long time. So, pretty much forever. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out enough. in my head when I was like thinking about how long I've been. It was like my like junior or senior year of high school. Or, yeah. Or something like that. You're, so, I was like, yeah. uh, somewhere in that timeline. It's crazy. Um, so I feel like I only know a smidge about how you guys met, because we like met a little bit um, later in my high school career, and mm-hmm. we've known each other basically all of high school. So for people who don't know, like your story, how did you guys meet? Yeah, so um, in high school, um, my girlfriend Sam um, is was best friends with um, my cousins, Justin and Sean, mm-hmm. and it happened to be Justin's um, birthday. Uh, I forget what year. I think 17th birthday. 17, yeah. And um, it was my job and Sean's job to throw him a surprise party. And so we had to send out a list of people to get them to come. Um, we had to keep Justin out of the house all day. And um, it was really funny looking into it because my cousin Sean was like going over the list with everybody. And he stumbled across Sam's name and he was like, oh, you're probably really going to like Sam. Um I think he had a crush on her as well. But, I think um, so too. <laughs> but um, I don't blame him. Um, but um, but yeah, and then we uh, threw the party, and that's where I officially met Sam, and we kind of hit it off um, and yeah. chatted it up afterwards. He was sweating a lot at the party. <laughs> well, it was hot out. <laughs> it was only April, but... <laughs> okay. okay, well, I sweat a lot. It's fine. And so the rest is history. Yeah, the, the rest, rest is, is history. history. You I mean, it we, sounds so like simple. <laughs> I mean, we, like he said, we hit it off at first, and we're, I guess, in high school you would say talking. We were talking to each other for a while, um, and it was about 
a little over a year um, until we finally until we finally got together. So. Yeah, and we both kind of were helping each other go through, you know, talking with other people. Yeah, both of, of like, us had something with another person that ended so, up ending at the perfect time yeah, for us kinda, to fall together. Like used each other incidentally. Exactly. <laughs> And so we kind of used each other as, you know, that go-to person to, you know, just chat it up and, you know, vent. and it's like a rebound. Exactly. No. <laughs> that is not what you call it. Totally. That's what it was. No. No. It just helped us fall together, Joe. It's just convenient. It was, it was coincidental and serendipitous. All was great. Absolutely. Fun words. Is that what these five and a half years have proven to you? <laughs> it was coincidental. Um, so... This is, I'm talking about the different kinds of love, and you know, I want to talk to you guys because you guys have been together for a long time, and you guys share a romantic love. So you guys, you know, assuming you love each other, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll you know, what's that. it like to love someone like outside your family? You know, like another being that like isn't related to you or attached to you, like in in any sense. I don't know. Describe what that's like. Um, I think in a way it's sort of. When you talk about familial love or even with friends, it's like you, the love is you being a part of something, being a part of a friendship or being a part of a family. And then when you're in love with someone in that way, it's sort of like they're a part of you, that you mm-hmm. fall together as, as two people. Um, so I think that's the biggest distinction I can draw is just other types of love you're a part of something and then this love is just a part of you a part of your life a part of all your your thoughts and your everything so that's what I would say yeah on a a surface (laughs) level Joe (laughs) yeah I mean I definitely agree with a lot what Sam was saying um but at the same time you know the love that you have with um a significant other rather than you know a love from a family member or somebody close in that sense or a friend or anything um i just feel like there's such a level of trust that kind of develops that kind of love um and you know that one person is going to be like your ride or die like they're going to be there for you um you know through everything and they support you more than i feel like any parent typically would so it's just it's a little bit different but i just know personally like i have really supportive parents but i know that sam is always the first person to supersede what my parents feel as far as support and so it's always nice to have because it's just that reassuring thing because your parents always want the best for you but um having sam and having anybody really being that close on that certain level definitely helps establish lines and definitely you know creates that feeling of love. This is so great. I feel like really mushy inside. <laughs> um, do you ever feel like there's a spark between you two? Like, have, like, when you first met, and then, like, have that continued on up until now? I think so. I think it used to be more... Or whatever you would Like, the spark, spark Like, our chemistry. Was... There's, like, that unknown, unseen, you can't feel thing. Yeah. Like, it, does that exist? Yes, I definitely think so. And I think it was almost more tangible at the beginning because everything was such a shock. Like the first time we held hands, like every time um, he would kiss me and all that, the fireworks, all that stuff. But now it's like continuous. Like it's become just a part of everything that we are. It's just that chemistry and that spark. It used to be more ta- tangible. Like I could pick out the moments. And now I'm like, it's, it's constant. It's always there. Yeah. And I feel like with that comes like um, an emotional energy from that because every time that she does something 
um, that makes me proud. Um, anytime that I feel proud, I feel like that, that spark that drove me to, you know, pers- not pursue, cause I don't like that, but, um, like really want to be with her. Um, and I feel like it's the same way for her, um, towards me. Like anytime that she's proud of me, I just feel like that kind of, um, seals down that we're, we're really, really the adulting into it yeah <laughs> every time you accomplish something but no I but it's true but it's really true because that definitely helps because if we weren't like that i feel like it would be i just feel like it wouldn't be the same oh my gosh this i love this, this is really good <laughs> um so you guys have been together for a while how do you keep it up because obviously the relationship is a lot of work and i feel like when you go into it it's great for like the first couple months and then like I mean, you guys are, like, knee-deep. You're, like, in the deep end at this point. Um, No getting out. (laughs) Um, How do you make it work? You know, how do you keep it working? What what makes it function? I think for us, too, our relationship's been really unique because we've had, I don't want to say phases, but sort of, I think the age that we got together, too, made it especially unique because when you're in high school, going into college, then coming out of college, you go through all these different stages in your own life, and that relationship has to sort of mold and grow along with it. Um, So we never lived in the same town or went to the same school or anything like most people do when they're young. It's usually they latch on to someone in their high school or something like that. Um, So I think by nature, our relationship's always been maintaining that connection no matter what, if we're physically with each other or not. Um, so for a while it was, I don't want to say long distance, but we would go three weeks a month at a time without seeing each other in school. I also studied abroad in college, so I was in Spain for, what, four and a half months Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, so we've just, by nature in our relationship, have had to just trust each other and maintain communication. I think that's the biggest thing. Now we're lucky enough to be in almost the same town and I half live at his apartment. So it's a little bit easier to maintain, but then all the adulting comes into it, like who's going to do the dishes and all that. (laughs) So just open communication, I think, has been just the best thing for us, especially since we've never really been at the same place at the same time, but we've always been together through it. Yeah, I honestly couldn't picture it being any other way. Um, You know, being in like having, you know, previous relationships being in the same town or being in, um, you know, the same high school, seeing them all the time. Um, there's just a different sense of, again, what Sam was saying, trust and a, just a different sense of feeling um, because it kind of made me super excited to see her at the end of those three weeks or knowing when I was going to see her, it made me, um, you know, look even more forward to seeing her rather than being like, oh, let's just go over my house and do homework or let's just... Yeah you know, do whatever. That brings the spark question back because it used to be, oh, it's so nice to see you after a month and now it's nice that that same feeling is there even though I just saw you this morning or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Can I say something else? No, I think that it. another thing that keeps it going really nice <laughs> is knowing the person as well as we do. I think it's so important, even if you've only been with someone for a short time, mm-hmm. knowing the little things that that mean a lot to them, like being able to to surprise them with a little something if they're having a bad day and stuff like that. So I think just really being open and um, to knowing the person that you're with inside and out is the best thing um, to keep it going, as, as you asked. Yeah, I love that. So is what you guys have together what you think of when you think of the word love? Does you know what you have together kind of encapsulate that? 
I think so. I do. I mean, I've Sam's Sam's like an awesome person, and I the first time I like hung out with her, I knew that there was something more to her just being my cousin's friend, and I knew that I felt a certain way. Um, by just having a simple conversation with her about, you know, just stupid things that I can't even honestly remember. Um, but thinking about it now, it's just, it's just crazy to think because I just couldn't even imagine it being any other way. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you feel the, feel the same. I hope no, not, just kidding. not I don't quite. Feel any of that. <laughs> well, this is our breakup show. No, I'm <laughs> Yes, I think that what we have is love. I mean... I've never felt anything like it, so assuming it's love. (laughs) (laughs) What comes to mind when thinking of the word love? Is it you too? Um, It's a little bit similar and kind of like a follow-up. Well, I kind of think the whole idea of of this this segment is how many different types of love there is. Mm. Um, So I kind of, a lot of different things come to mind, but all things that almost in a way circle back to Jared like any like like when I think of love it's just happy and positive and associating just like good wholesome (laughs) um feelings and emotions and it just ends up circling back to him because most of the things that are positive in life I associate with you Jared (laughs) do you think a lot of people overplay what love is like are all rom-coms kind of hype or what, you know, what are your take on that, about people kind of over-romanticizing romance? I think people expect too much yeah. um, from love and from romance, that they expect everything to be perfect, like, to know exactly that it's right, um, all the, like, all the sparks you were mentioning earlier, the flowers, the everything, like, to be a part of all of it, and it's just a small part of it, you know, mm-hmm. it's so much deeper than what, um you can expect from watching a rom-com or it's like a five layer chip dip is what yeah i, I that yeah you know that's a really it's good like, analogy there's the cheese and then there's the guac yeah like the cheese is awesome because it's cheese but then you get into the guac and then the beans are like pretty shitty but you have to go through that because it's, it's part of the five layer dip is what, that's, that's actually just, that's, that's actually a good, that's a that's, yeah. i think going going off of that i think People think that they have to. <laughs> I think people feel like they have to dig into the sense of, dig of love. In. <laughs> See what I did there, um, but I feel like people have to, you know, dig into love when really it's the simple things. Knowing that, you know, you don't have to have elaborate dinner plans. You know, every anniversary. It's not all about that. It's about just kind of just being there for the person that you care for. And get, just getting to know them, because the more you get to know them, the more you get to know what they actually like, the more, like, little things you can do so they can appreciate it. Like, I know Sam appreciates the little things more than, like... The average person. <laughs> like, grand gestures. Yeah, more than just elaborate, no, you know, like, kind of yeah, day things. Thing. So, like, if, you know, Sam finds, like, a stone and it's, like, a pretty color, like, she'll be happy, <laughs> like, compared to, like... I'm not that <laughs> simple, but... To put on a, a level of, Happy you know, anniversary is a rock. <laughs> and what he means by stone is a ring. Just yeah, woohoo. <laughs> you think romantic love is all that it's cracked up to be? It's kind of, like, a little bit... Is it worth all the hype? Is yes. It all, is it all it's cracked up to be? Like, is it all worth it, like, in the end, at the end of the day? Absolutely. With the right person. A lot of people get into relationships, I feel like, with people who they uh, think is the right person for them without knowing. 
So it's important that, again, the person has to really get to know the person. And I, I know people personally that jump into relationships and they immediately think that they're in love because they have a great, you know, three dates. And it's really not, it's not about that because there's so much more and there's so much more complexity to relationships that you have to dig past before you actually find out if you actually like this person because there's, you know, physical attraction, um, which obviously is the first thing that comes to mind to people, but there's also emotional, um, and the emotional level is where you have to kind of figure out, can you picture yourself being with this person after, you know, figuring out what they like, similarities, differences, etc. Alright, last two questions. What does the word love mean to you? Um, you kind of like touched I on kind that of touched a on it a little earlier. bit. Yeah. Um, basically, just when I think of love, I just think of like happiness. You know, yeah, it's just such a good, <laughs> positive gift that's a part of life. And if you find it, you're lucky. Yeah. If you don't, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't, hopefully you have all those other types of love that we're going to be talking uh, about. <laughs> what about you, Jared? What does the word love mean to you? I mean, I kind of agree with what Sam is. Um, definitely happiness. I am extremely, I'm extremely fortunate to have Sam and to have been with Sam for as long um, as I have been. Because I know that it's definitely hard to find, especially with our generation. Um, because I feel like now a lot of people are kind of dating younger and younger. And it's hard to have, you know, a 13 to like 15 year old say that they're in love when, you know, they, they haven't experienced anything. And not that I've experienced everything in the book, but, you know, having Sam and like having the love that we've had, you know, love comes in all different forms. Like we've had tough love, we've had, you know, physical love, we've had, you know, emotional love. And I think there's so many different layers, again, to bring that up in the word love. That get the chips. It kind of, yeah, get the <laughs> chips to scoop all that. Especially Tostito scoops are the best ones. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, definitely having all of those different things built up, um, you know, that's what, you know, love means to me. It's not just having the word love take over. It's, you know, having different pieces all of the, the word love. It's and a safe all the to layers. say love is a... Even the beans and the guac and the cheese <laughs> and the sour cream and the tomatoes. All of that matters and you know if you know there's a layer missing or you're not that you know you're not that comfortable with a particular layer in the sense um (laughs) then i mean it's silly to say but it's it's out there somewhere and you'll definitely find it with the right person it's just you know there's so many ways to you know look for love now it's crazy so it's definitely feasible for a lot of people it's just you have to you know let that wall down so you can you know, share those layers with another person because if you don't share them with another person and you feel one way, the other person in the relationship just will never be on the same page with you. So you need to find somebody who is going to connect the same way that you want to connect to the word love. Damn. Should have read a thesis on that. And then share <laughs> um, the dip with them. <laughs> and then last one, I'm asking everyone this, do you believe in love? Yes. I mean, like, if you say no... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> not feeling it today. Who's Sam? <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys doing this. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, this is awesome. We love you, Joe. <laughs> we love Joe. Don't spread lies. <laughs> I think doing this was such a great reminder that there isn't just one kind of love out there. A love that Jared and Sam have is really beautiful, and I think t- 
taking time to recognize the kinds of love in your life or the things you love that make you happy is just as rewarding if you're able to be happy thinking about the people or activities that bring you joy. How do you think love changes you? Ow. Love changes you because it allows you, uh, God, like love is everything. Like this is like really hard for me to answer because it literally so is good. everything. But like I think that once you really understand the power of love, it, it can really transform you because you're able to forgive a lot easier. You're able to forgive yourself, you're able to forgive others. And like the more love that you integrate into your life, like the bigger that you become and the more that you help, you can help other people help the world. Like, I think love is the foundation of, like, everything. I mean, that's, like, so Beatles, but that's so true. How do you think love changes you? Oh, my gosh, in so many ways. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, she was a smart girl until she fell in love. You know, love has an incredible power to completely build you up in emotions or tear you apart at the same time. And it's crazy, no one knows how to explain it. No one knows how your persona changes because of love or the lack of it, or the missing someone, or, you know, or because someone's gone. And all that, I believe, revolves in love. How do you think uh, love changes you? Depends what kind of love it is. Um, when it comes to the love I have for my family, it actually doesn't change me. It keeps me really grounded. When it comes to relationships, how it changes me is probably not for the better. The past experiences, well, because I'm single now, so I presume everything's ended because it changed me in a way that I didn't like or he didn't like. Um, but it, it can make you very vulnerable, which is scary. How does love change you? You put someone else before yourself. Since this episode is titled The Power of Love, and I believe that there is no one kind of love, I wanted to explore people's thoughts on the power love has over them. For me, experiencing love made me a kinder and compassionate person. I used to think love as this goal in this place, but it's something I believe you walk towards and it kind of hits you without expecting it sometimes. I believe it changes you every time you truly fall in love with someone. So remember Sam, Jared, and Amanda from before? I'm lonely. I'm lonely. No love for you. Oh, Nelly. Go hang out with Nelly. I wanted to get into it with them for a quick little segment on the change love can produce within us. So, hey again. Um, hey. Hey. Thanks for doing this a second time. I know I'm... Uh, Insistent and annoying and all Not those at all. No, it's good things. to be back. <laughs> I think that love had made me a kinder person, but I want to get your takes on it. Um, would you say being in love, besides the romantic love you have for each other, like all love, um, every relationship in your life, where you truly love someone, um, especially someone that's outside your family, do you think that changes you? I think it definitely does. I think that it strengthens you and inspires you it's all like I've been saying this whole episode it's all happiness I mean the process of love isn't always happy but love itself is just such a positive force and this gift that we have that it's just inspiring it just makes you want to be um as happy and as good and as pure as love itself is so I think that being in love definitely changes you for the better yeah I definitely definitely agree with that and I think the 
you know, the love that you get from family members is completely different. It's important to have, but the, you know, the, the I guess the genuineness of that is even a word um, that you get from loving a significant other and having the significant other love you back. Um, you just don't get that kind of love from a family member. So it's kind of nice to have the the double the double dipping um, as far as um, both references. sides. Oh, I love food. So food <laughs> references, I'll use them as often as I can. Food is almost as good as love. Yes, that's true. So like cheese. <laughs> oh, cheese. Um, in your personal experiences, how does loving someone change you? Does it make you better, worse, wiser, angrier? All of I, the above. Yeah, I think all of the above. I mean... Love makes you worse? I think sometimes. I Sometimes. But it's it's not um, a constant thing. I mean, I think that it definitely shows different sides of you. Um, and it makes you feel and do things that you didn't really think that you ever would. I mean, you know, jealousy is not a great thing. But love makes you jealous sometimes or... You know, and that's um, a negative side of a person, I guess. But it makes you better because it makes you strive to be better for that person to show them that, you know, um, you care about them and that you're worthy. So I think that um, it brings out a lot of different types of emotions and personalities in a person that normally a familiar, familiar, I still can't say it. Familial. Familial. Yeah, thanks, Mm -hmm. Sam. Love wouldn't... Sounds like a pasta. Right, like a pasta. <laughs> right, right, right. Al dente. Um, more food. Right. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't uh, do. So, in my experience in a relationship, uh, and I feel like a lot of people can attest to this, you unintentionally like alienate yourself from other people. Do you find that to be true in your experience? No. I'm actually anti-alienating. Um... <laughs> I, I he's anti-aliens <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's, I, that's not what I wanted to say I, I'm a really social person I meant and like so, um, <laughs> I'm a really social person so I I just don't like it's always nice to have alone time with your significant other but I know from you know experiences um, with myself and my girlfriend Sam that we come from basically the same friend group so it's it's, it's hard to want to alienate. So from the beginning and from the get-go, it was never an option. And so, and I didn't, honestly, I preferred that. I, I preferred that because if you continue to do that and if you continue to alienate yourself, you get in a comfortable phase. And you get so comfortable that you only need one person instead of your original family out of your friends who actually do care about you. Um, and so I think a lot of times, yes, it's always great to share experiences with your significant other because you still want to be growing with them. But at the same time, there's also that disconnect that you're taking a chance with the people who knew you before and the people who actually do care about you. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I do think that it is definitely easy to unintentionally alienate, alienate yourself. And I don't think that that's to anyone's fault. I just think that um, situations are not always conducive to see each other. So if, you know, you can't see each other all the time and you only have the weekend or something, then your significant other is typically the person that you're going to want to spend that weekend with. Um, So I think that there are definitely phases of doing that, but it's also a balance. Um, You know, you should be able to see your significant other in a group and social setting so you can be 
social with everyone, but you definitely also in a relationship need to have those times where it is just the two of you. Because if you just hang out in social settings all the time, I just feel like you you kind of lose that romance, I feel. I think, I think uh, both are important. Do you think being in a relationship for so long, especially like you two, um, it kind of becomes a part of your identity? Like, it becomes a part of you. So I kind of realized that when I fell out of a relationship, I, like, lost a part of me because I spent all this time, energy, effort into a relationship. I don't know, do you guys find that to be the case, that people often take relationships as part of their identity? I think that people do, um, and it's not to really anybody's fault. I think um, it's more of the people that you're around. Um, I mean, people do that with Sam and I even. You know, instead of being Amanda and Sam, it's the twins, the girls, the Dodsons, and I think it's natural for people to group um, two people or more than two people together if they're constantly together. Uh, But, I, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I don't think that you should lose your own identity to somebody else. You definitely have to keep a sense of individuality in a relationship because if not, then you're just kind of one big clump of people and that's not fun anymore. You got to keep, you got to be yourself still. So I think, I think it's both, but I don't know if it's necessarily specifically the couple's fault that that happens. I think other people just kind of lump them together. I think people like just don't realize like, oh wait, I'm investing too much time in this. Like, I need my own. I need to do my own things. I need to do my own space, my own friends. I also think it's more... Oh, sorry, Sam. I also think it's more convenient for other people to see in that sense, unless unless they are going through kind of a similar thing. Um, it's always easy to, you know, you know, group a couple together or group, like, a, like two family members together. I just think that that's just completely first in, instinct from an outsider who either doesn't, you know, doesn't have what that core that what that those two people or that group is going through and so i just think it's um it's just a mental thing that just goes right there automatically so i guess it's just how it is um in a sense that people just um it's just i feel like it's almost like a comfort thing like they just feel more comfortable grouping together um than you know separating and doing that whole thing I think it's a balance because like we've all been saying, it's so one of the key points of any relationship and any love meaning anything at all is to, um, to grow together and to know the other person really well. But at the same point, it should always be two individuals growing together as, as one, not like Amanda was saying, one lump of people. I think there's something really valuable about a couple having their own, um, individual, whether it be friends or hobbies or something that that's positive in their life that's maybe not completely related to to the person that they love just to still find um find joys in other aspects of life um in addition to to the joy that being with that person brings is love all that we need no because what happens if it goes away what do all you, love that's incredibly sad do you I'm not go no cry. no but no but seriously do you what do you just cease to exist at that point no because that's love isn't something that completely makes up a person i mean um person to person love but you can love art you can love movies you can love reading um but it doesn't love you back <laughs> well no so and i and i agree with that but it was a very broad question no um, i know 
So if if love isn't all that we need, what else do we need? We need to... Um, Don't say food. <laughs> we definitely need, need some seven-layer seven layer dip. <laughs> for With sure. With some scoops. With some scoops. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I think everybody needs love. You need to love something and you need to get love back. But um, I guess in a relationship sense, I don't think that that should be like an end-all be-all. I mean, because like I said, what if you break up? What if your love goes away? You can't just crumble and not be a human being. And see, I don't think people 100% need love. I think what people need is to have happiness and also self-worth. Happiness um, and love are the same because thing. Because... I don't agree. <laughs> See, I don't agree with that. I don't either. Um, Very hippy dippy right there. Um, because if one has self worth and they're comfortable with themselves, oh and if they love themselves, love, then self love. Self love is different than actual love, though. Exactly. I think you difference. have to have self love in order to have actually like love love. <laughs> I, agree. I agree with you, but self love is also love, so you still need it. But it's not like loving someone outside of your. It's not body. the same effect. It's not the no. same affection you're gonna get from a physical person. Like if you want it's, to like it's, masturbate. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that highly If you're fat, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <you're> so <laughs> gross. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like if if you're comfortable in your own skin and you and you come to realize that you don't need love from another person and that you're comfortable that you're fine, and you love yourself then that's great. That doesn't mean that means that you're you're happy, you're comfortable, you're content. And if, you know, actual love from someone else were to come around, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It's not like you're going to, you know, ban it away, put like the cross up and say that you don't want that. It's it's, you know, I just feel like it, it'll be a natural thing at that point, but I think it, you know, being so comfortable in your own skin helps you, you know, with everyday things. It helps you with confidence. It helps you, um, you know, get through certain situations in life that can be difficult because the more you believe in yourself, especially if you're not getting constant support from, you know, somebody other than family, it definitely helps, especially if you believe in yourself. Right. You can't look to somebody else to make you love yourself. You have exactly. to love yourself you have to love before. yourself because you think a you lot of yourself. people in certain relationships, obviously not all, their significant other is a crutch or they're a rock so that like yes. if one absolutely. day that yes. person leaves 100%. Like, they crumble yes that's, absolutely that's why i brought in the point about having other things in life that that make you feel positive and make you feel happy and bring you joy so that you don't have to go run to the same person every time something crumbles and and become too dependent on them and become a lump instead of two people people talk about butterflies and being on like cloud nine when they're in love and it's like i can attest to this kind of like euphoric feeling especially especially when you're um in the beginning phases of it how would you describe love feels physiologically speaking so do you feel butterflies in your stomach um is there like a rush in your chest or a rush in your head besides like the feeling you get when you eat seven layer dip. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think anything. No, but you know what? Yeah, I don't think anything can make me feel like seven layer dip. But um, in the beginning, I think it definitely is a lot more obvious to you. And again, because everything is new and it's like the honeymoon phase and also cute. But then I think when you're in a relationship for a longer period of time, I think that those moments almost, although you might be sad that they're few and far between I think that 
they make them more special just because you know that a spark is still there. You're not just going through the motions and you're not just comfortable with the human and chilling. You know, it's um, obviously there is some spark still there and I think that makes it pretty special. But I think that um, my favorite love really isn't even about all those butterflies. I think you realize you love someone when, you know, you're able to grow and solve an issue or something together. It's not just smiles all the time. It's not? It's not. <laughs> I'm sorry to break Shocked. that. I'm sorry to burst that bubble for Damn. you. What do you say to someone who's never been in love or felt this kind of thing that uh, we're kind of talking about right now, this kind of euphoria? Um, like, what are they missing out on? Because when you you don't have it and you really don't know what it is and you kind of romanticize this idea, it's kind of like this, you know, you can only see what you are based off of movies or whatever. Um, but someone who hasn't, like, gotten to that point yet, what do they miss now? Or what can you tell, like, a younger you about what love is or what that feels like? I think, again, I would say don't expect too much. It's it's a gift, and it's amazing and incredible, but don't expect everything to be perfect. So you're, I, I don't want to say they're missing out. They just have a really good thing coming for them when they find it. So optimistic. Right. She is very optimistic. Um, No, and I agree. And I think, like what Sam said about not expecting too much, I think people who think they love someone, you know, the first time that they have a fight or if they're bickering a little bit or if they have a disagreement, I think they automatically think, oh, well, this isn't going to work because we're fighting already or something like that. When in fact, if you're able to work through that discussion and um I think that you grow from it and I think that that's what love is though I think it's accepting you know others opinions and beliefs and yeah it's I agree with Sam (laughs) basically it's what I'm saying in a really long version I just want to clarify that I didn't mean don't expect too much like it's eh I just meant don't over don't think it's gonna be perfect (laughs) no and but also don't don't rush for it I mean I have a friend right now who is our age and she is just trying to rush finding a person because she's like, I'm tired of being alone and, you know, her parents are um, asking why she's always been single and I think that you can't rush things like that. You can't settle. You'll know when you know and the person's out there. It's just... I think people are, like, too much actively seeking Absolutely. Yeah, let it find you. That's the only way it's worth it. I agree. And I think a lot of people compare what they want to what they see in, mm-hmm. like, television, what they mm-hmm. see in movies. Um, and, you know, in reality, your life's not going to be like The Notebook. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people wish. wish. Um, but, again, that's sad in the end, too. But um, <laughs> your life's also not going to be like Amy Schumer in the beginning of Trainwreck. And, oh, you know... God. And so there's, there's, like, a balance where people compare Can themselves be. or they're like, I want... Like, this is me... But, and, or like they can, um, you know, associate themselves with, with these certain characters, um, and then like joke about it and laugh about it. But in the end, like you're your own person, you know yourself best. And so if you know that, you know, you're insecure about something or you know that, you know, something's going on with your particular self, then, you know, I think definitely use that as an opportunity to, you know, not only embrace it, but express it in a way that you know you feel comfortable with like 
if you, you know, if you want to be a little weird, be a little weird. Everyone's a little weird at times. And so it's just stuff to not be ashamed about and to just embrace it because the more you embrace, the more other people can appreciate your weirdness, your quirkiness and those certain attributes that, you know, kind of add up that make you stand out more than just the average Joe or the plain Jane. All right. Last question. Finish the sentence. Love is... A seven-layer dip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't have, couldn't have said that better myself. I was going to say all we need, but we kind of disproved that, I think. Love is... It's... A gift. It's a gift. It's, um, it's an amazing thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a complicated thing. Nobody, I think, will ever master or perfect it. I think people who, you know, are in love still overcome obstacles... And I think that's what only makes the four-letter word a little bit longer and stronger in the end. If it were easy, everyone would do it. Exactly. <laughs> everyone would be, like, happily together. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. Thank you. On the flip side of the coin, the way love changes us, heartbreak is as much of a teacher in life like any other lesson we have to learn. My first heartbreak, a real true heartbreak, was awful. It was painful and I lost myself, but... Just as much as love, I think heartbreak becomes so necessary and integral to becoming the person you were meant to become. How does heartbreak change you? Um, heartbreak is interesting because I think it shows a side of you that you don't necessarily want to look at. And like it, it, it can force you to really go into a low place. And you can either, like I think, look at it as a learning experience and what, what, how can I grow from this? Or it could be a thing where it breaks you. And I think some people get heartbroken and they get heartbroken again and again and again and they don't understand why. And like I kind of look at it as like if something, if you, at least from my own experiences with like past relationships that have broken up, I've always, like there's always been some nugget of like, like self-realization that I've taken from that relationship and I've always grown from it and like maybe it took me a few relationships to figure that out but now I'm like okay that's something that I do and like now maybe I should get a relationship that doesn't bring me to that place where I'm gonna get heartbroken again or break someone else's heart again. And a nice follow-up um, how does heartbreak change you? Heartbreak makes you grow man. Yeah. It teaches you it's it's the toughest professor in the whole damn Harvard University. But if you pass this pass, you know you're going places, you know? So I think heartbreak is, is a motherfucker. <laughs> it's definitely a motherfucker. It feels like not only a heartbreak inside that, that something is breaking inside, but sometimes it also it becomes physical pain. Like, no one knows how to explain it. But I feel that it's it's a gift. You have to be heartbroken because if you're not, you'll never know and how to appreciate how it feels to not be heartbroken, to be in love, and to be in complete happiness. How does heartbreak change you? Uh, <laughs> uh, heartbreak can change you terribly at the start, and then you become stronger for it. Heartbreak change you. It makes you stronger. It yep. makes you realize that. Shows your weaknesses. Shows your weaknesses. Wow, look at you, you're deep. <laughs> you might remember Angela from early in the podcast. We simultaneously fell out of relationships at the same time, and I thought she could speak to the experience as much as I could. Hello? Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. So, in case you didn't, uh, 
don't know if you've prepped, but so I'm talking about the power of love. And so, you know, we've kind of simultaneously, um, fell out of relationships, um, coincidentally. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the like theme of all this is just the power of love, right? So just, you know, I, I know my experience, but after going through, I guess, the motions of heartbreak and coming through the other side, um, I know it's definitely changed me, um, and I can definitely speak to it, but I want to know about, you know, your experience going through heartbreak. I don't, yeah, I guess, like, your experience going through the entire thing. Okay. Um, well, coming, looking at it now, you know, kind of over a year since it's happened, um, I'm kind of looking at it through different eyes than I would have if you had asked me this question, you know, six months ago, two months ago, a week after. Um, you know, I think I've kind of used heartbreak, I guess, as a time for growth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of handle it, and I think I've gone through kind of the gamut of, of those, but right now I'm kind of just using it as a self-improvement um, and something that I've kind of started doing a lot more in the last year, so just kind of, like, reflecting, and, like, sometimes if you over-reflect, that's never... Oh, God, no. Good that's for anybody. Because you, like, um, break down, like, every part of the, like, relationship and, like, what you oh, did, God. what and you like, didn't do. Did this ever mean anything? Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, what, is, what do they mean when they said that? And, like, oh, all, you know, things awful. like that. And, um, that that can that can absolutely ruin you, and you know I definitely don't believe in in that aspect. But you know, everybody told me when it first happened that you know it would get better in time, that everything would be okay, and you know time heals all wounds, and all those things you say to somebody who's crying and who's sad. And like you know, at the time I kind of rolled my eyes and <clears throat> kind of shook it off, and was like, nothing's gonna ever make me feel better. I'm always gonna feel this sad, like. You know, you really think that at that time that that is true, mm. and it's it's definitely not, and it definitely gets easier over time, and um, it doesn't go away, and I think, especially with your first loves, I think that kind of always stays with you um, throughout your life, and maybe in a very small way, but a part of that will always be with you, and a part of that person, I think will always be with you and that's not necessarily a bad thing because like at the time like you did love each other and I'm sure in some capacity still love each other in some way or another and that's you know that's okay and they've made you you know who you part of who you are um and I know I did a lot of growth during my relationship and um you know I don't hold any bitterness or any anger in that respect because I wouldn't take that back for anything do you think as much as like you were in love was the heartbreak going through that, you know, between the two, which of the two do you think in your opinion was more, I guess, powerful or transformative? The difference between like breaking up and falling in love? Yeah. So like when you're like going, like falling in love and like really like opening up to someone and being vulnerable and all of that, is that more powerful than, you know, going through heartbreak and going through those motions? challenging honestly like falling in love challenging in the way I mean, it should be easy and it, it is an easy thing but it, it is hard to open up to somebody and it is hard to kind of 
like you said exactly, like um, to be vulnerable um, with somebody. I think that's something that we don't take seriously enough, like how hard that is. And, um, you know, the thought of doing that with another person right now physically feels exhausting to me. <laughs> Um, as, as horrible as that sounds, no, it's not. To open oh myself my up and, and to do that, like, I just, it's not the right place right now, I guess, um, in my life. And that's a big decision, and that's, a, I think, a very mature and one that I've made with a lot of reflecting. You know, could I, right now, in my place, you know, my place in life, be falling in love with someone and doing that? Absolutely not. Like, I barely, you know, have enough time to make dinner and go to bed, you know, most nights. So, but I would say it definitely is harder to go through heartbreak because though you have your friends and family and support, you are alone. You know, you don't have, you know, sometimes for me, it felt like the only person I wanted to talk to about it, I couldn't. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I shouldn't. And that was what was really hard. It was really hard to not be able to talk to that one partner that you felt like, you know, you could talk to everything about and that you could be yourself around and that was there to pick you up, but they're the ones like internal, like inherently that were causing you pain. Um, so it, it definitely, I definitely think falling in love is, is better. They're both hard in their own ways. Um, but there is nothing that compares to that feeling of like, holy, like you wake up one day and you're like, I am in love. I like, love somebody like you don't think that you're capable of it until you're in it you do it yeah that makes sense exactly okay if you could um describe in the best way possible how heartbreak feels in like a physiological way because for some people and i guess for me like there's like for i didn't experience this but there's like for some people like a physical like pain in your chest because yeah. of the strong emotion um yeah. Have you felt that way? Um, or have, like describe yeah, your? Yeah, I, mean, I definitely in, in the weeks after, um, you know, I definitely I felt almost like sick, like stomach sick, or you know, like I, I don't know if it's it's anxiety or what, but yeah, I definitely felt like my, my chest was tight, and I know um, my past two breakups, um, I just my lost appetite. Um, I know I lost weight, and I definitely think there's, like, I, I just read an article about a man who was wearing his Fitbit. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, documented, like, yeah, right when he, like, broke up. heartbreak. Yeah, oh um, my god. So I definitely think there are physiological results, I guess, you could say, from, from a breakup, and I think it depends on how invested, and, you know, I think it depends on the person, of course, but, you know, sometimes you can kind of feel when breakups are coming, and kind of are a little bit more that's the worst uh, though like when you feel it's coming and like you, you yeah. both feel it and like there's like this sort of expiration date but nobody wants to say anything mm. because it's so painful to go oh yeah it. i can i can really relate to that and you know you kind of what, what sucks and one of the worst feelings is when you kind of both know it's the next step or you both know um it's the right decision but neither of you want want it to be so yeah. and that's very hard and you know looking back you know I was in that situation and you know looking back I feel bad you know nobody wants to be in that position um and nobody wants to feel that way and that's why you know I know blindsided relationship enders are the worst and those are really hard 
Um, and those are really hard to get over. And I think you mourn those in a different way. Um, but it almost is kind of harder when you like feel it's coming and, you know, it just feels wrong and it feels off. When you look at it where it was, you know, months before that and how great it was, it's hard to see it in that state and kind of crumbling like that. I just kind of really want to break out into the last five years right now. Um, for this conversation. Uh, you know, that's my weakness. <laughs> um, what advice do you have for someone who's going through a rough time, whether they're kind of like feeling it's the end of a relationship or they're currently like in like the stages of, I guess, grief, because you are grieving like a loss of a relationship when you go through heartbreak. Oh, absolutely. And um, I think you have to kind of give yourself that reminder um, that it is grieving a loss. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm upset because of a breakup. And everyone kind of rolls their eyes like, oh, that's not a real reason to be upset. But it's like losing a limb, you know. It's yeah. like losing a huge part of you. Um, and, you know, I, I hate to give this piece of advice because I hated receiving it. I really did. Um, but time is going to be your best friend. And I think you kind of have to give yourself time to be sad. Like, it's okay to be sad. I know, like... Your girlfriends want to, like, take you out, like, ooh, let's get drinks, and, like, forget about it. Like, no, sometimes you, like, gotta sit in the dark and listen to some weird music and, like, cry it out and, you know, put things away that, you know, might be triggering. And, um, you know, I don't take this advice for myself, but, um, you know, I've heard it from friends, too, is, like, if social media is a big part um, oh of God. that. And, Jeez. you know, if you need to take a little break from social media yourself or, you know, from looking at your your partner's, you know, there's so many things now. There's Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I don't even know I'm dating myself. Vine, whatever. Um, Vine. Periscope? I'm not really sure. No, um, nobody's on Vine. <laughs> no. Um, but whatever it may be, um, you know, give yourself that and, uh, do that for yourself. Do you feel like a stronger, better person now that you're on the other side? Um, yeah, I, I do. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot more things that I can maybe handle. Um, you know, things that upset me a year ago or, or six months ago or, um, you know, a season a few months ago, you know, don't upset me as much now. I'm kind of, I'm happier with who I am. Um, I've moved on a lot. You know, I've moved places. You know, I moved... Um, you started grad school. Eight. Like, just so much and happens. I started, exactly. Yeah. I started grad school. Um, you know, I'm going to have my master's in four months. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I'm looking for a full-time job. And, you know, I don't know where it's going to take me or, or what it's going to do. I mean, I have no intention of, of doing that. But, you know, I looked at jobs in California yesterday. Just for the heck of it and like you know at this phase in my life I could move to California if I wanted to not saying I would um but the options but, there you know there, there, there's so much like like there's just so much open not I guess opens up but you just I guess are open to possibilities more um mm-hmm. like uh, this is such a weird way to describe it because you lost a part of someone who was a part of you, but you're also gaining mm-hmm. this whole like world and perspective um, 
you know, outside of that relationship that you were kind of not confined to, but, you know, a part of, because you're in your own little world when you're, when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. So. And it definitely, and, and not in a bad way at all, but, you know, it, it was definitely, I don't know, when you're in a relationship, you know, you have two people to consider, you know, yourself and, um, the other and person. that other party. And, you know, I would never want to move away or I would never want, you know, I you always want to be with that person, and and that's natural and that's important. Um, you know, but as of right now, I kind of I guess have that opportunity to uh, be more you know mobile. Um, but I don't know. I just I feel like a lot of things don't bother me as much. Um, I I don't know. Feel a little bit more confident, but I also I don't know. Part of me feels a little bit more vulnerable and less likely to let someone in that I may have been previously, but, um, just, I kind of try and, I didn't try and let anything that has happened from it to be positive. Um, you know, I don't believe in holding grudges and I don't believe in, in keeping on, holding on to bitterness, you know, that doesn't do anything good for you or, or anybody. So Great. as hard as that may be. Do you believe in love, Sim- like flat out? I do. Um, I do because I've I've been in it before, um, and I know how great it can be, and how I mean, you know, the whole crap they tell you, you know, colors are brighter, food tastes better. You know, it, it's certainly true. It's said for a reason. Um, okay. You know, the, those things are said for a reason. Like, no one's just going to, like, Yeah, like, nobody's making that up. Um, but it is hard to believe that it lasts, I guess, Ugh, is, yeah. is my problem right now. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents are divorced. 50% of the United States um, is divorced. Um, you know, I've seen people fall out of love, and that, that was the downfall of, you know, my relationship and... That's also very powerful, um, and love is, like, very unexplainable, I guess I would say. Um, it just is organic, and it happens, and then sometimes it, it, it stops, and that's what's confusing and frustrating about it, for sure. Okay, well, I, I really appreciate you, like, taking the time out to, to speak with me and, like, appear on my podcast. I think you were, like, my first guest, so, like, thank you so much for, for doing this. <laughs> It's always a pleasure, and, you know, I'm all, I always love, um, you know, listening and being a part of it, and, you know, I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. All right, well, I'll uh, talk to you later. Thanks so much again. Yeah, no problem. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Going through the motions of love and heartbreak, I think, are so necessary to reflect on, and to think about how great the power of those experiences are. Um, and I think it's important to think back on the people that you love and no matter who you love, whether it's a significant other, a family member, love is out there and it's beautiful and they truly change you. And they, I think they're, they're absolutely beautiful. Describe love in a couple words. Describe love in a couple words. Okay. Um, God. I th- love is everything.
everything. I think love is the meat of life, and I think that love gives your life purpose. Like, it just is everything. Describe love in a couple of words. Family. Comfort. Home away from home. Cool. Describe love in a couple words. You already kind of did that. Um, love can lift you up and take you to beautiful places, but can also take you to really terrible places. Describe love in a couple words. Intense, uncontrolling. Butterflies. Uh, Yeah, I would say I would say butterflies and 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 unrational. Unrational. Loving somebody before you, it's it's pretty. Do you believe in love? Most definitely, I do. I know it's tough. I know that we live in a generation right now that opportunity and. It's like everywhere, and love seems to be everywhere, but it's disguised in so many ways via social media. It's disguised in so many ways that I think that our generation is changing its definition of love when it used to be very on point what it was. Right now, it's very disguised, but it's out there. You just have to like look beyond the masks of people and believe in that it's out there. I believe in it. Awesome. Uh, do you believe in love? Yes, absolutely. Last one. Do you believe in love? Yes. Yeah. Love? Yes. True love? No. There's What's the difference between like love and true love? True love is like you only have one love. It's not true. It's like you you can either create love, mold love, or you find love, but there's not only one person out there that loves you. I, I think there's only, in my opinion, there's one person that uh, one person that moves you, that changes you, that you think about, doesn't matter what happens in your life. And that's, I feel like that's the person that you truly love. Like your soulmate? Your soulmate, I would say. But I feel like soulmates, I feel like soulmates will also be somebody who's there for you it's it's mutual but uh sometimes you can love somebody and not get that back so the whole point of me creating this episode was because i wanted to get some insight on how some people perceive love i think taking a step back from it all i feel like a lot of us feel very similarly about love i think love is that feeling of a donut love is comfort love is your home away from home I think love is loving someone and accepting someone despite their mistakes and their shortcomings. I think each person that we love, we truly love, and by that I mean loving someone and only wishing the best for them, and wanting the other person to be happy. I think that kind of commitment of emotion changes you, and each person that you give your heart to, like that, becomes a major chapter in your life. They become staples in your personality. Who I am is all thanks to my family, close friends, and past relationship, people who have shaped me and whom I want nothing for but the best, and I want the people I love to be happy. That's all I ever want for anyone I love. To be happy. I love love. It's a beautiful emotion that is vital to us. Love comes in all shapes and sizes, and we shouldn't be reminded to celebrate that love on any particular day. We should celebrate this love when we allow ourselves to take a step back, to think of the people in our lives who love us unconditionally, accept us as we are, and challenge us. When we can do that and acknowledge the important people in our lives, we strengthen our relationships and we strengthen our hearts. 
Because if there's something we need in this world, it's a strong heart. This episode wouldn't have been made possible without the help of Amanda Dodson, Sam Dodson, Jared Leff, and Angela Romano. Thanks so much for speaking with me and lending me your thoughts and time. If you have any questions, critiques, or would like to collaborate, feel free to email me at podvom at gmail.com. Feel free to continue the conversation with me on the internet on the Podvom Facebook page at facebook.com slash podvom, or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jrodriguez713. As always, I'm Joe Rodriguez, this is Podvom, and thanks for hanging out with me, and I hope you lead with love today. I'll talk to you later.